Welcome to the daily VFN Radio Highlights, where we're keeping the conversation light at VFNTV.com. Enjoy. Well, God is beginning to shift all that. He's shifting every bit of this, and we're watching it right before our very eyes. Mm -hmm. And as a matter of fact, you think about it, for over 43 years, they have marched since Roe versus Wade passed yeah. the Supreme Court which was really, it should have been voted on inside, law should have been made in, in Congress, it shouldn't have been made at the judiciary branch, it's, you know, it shouldn't have been made there, but they did, they made a ruling in that in 1973. Over 50 million children have been aborted since then that we even know of, and now they're preventing children from being born. In, in Japan, for example, in regards to population growth, they now don't have enough children to be able to sustain Japan. So right. Japan will fade out. Europe is going to fade out, and it's going to be primarily a Muslim nation outside the revival that's going to come, and a lot of Muslims are going to get saved. Right. I mean, that's going to happen. But America's, you know, teetering on that edge of 2.5. You have 2.5 children uh, per family to be in able order to, to sustain, sustain that your nation. Your well, sustain your right. nation. Yeah, yeah, you don't even have a nation. And so uh, it's just amazing what's taking place. But God's turning that around. Praise God. And it's so exciting. And so for four, over 43 years, they've marched since Roe versus Wade in the streets, marching for life, calmly, yes. just like they're doing. And it took 40, over 40 years, which is like a generation, really, think right. about it. And now there's a pro-life president, a pro-life vice president. The, this, the vice president, Mike Pence, he is, his whole career, I mean, he ran yes. on, on a desire to bring it into abortion. He defunded, I believe, Planned Parenthood as, Planned Parenthood as a governor in his state. And he, he ran and he, he, he didn't succeed at running for office, so he started a radio program. And every day he would broadcast his beliefs and have conversations mm -hmm. about that. And now he is in the White House. And when we get back from this break, you're going to hear Vice President Mike Pence the vice president coming out to the march that they never came out yes. before, no president came out before, speaking on his behalf, speaking on President Trump's behalf, Trump, President, president Trump's behalf about, man, we are with you, mm -hmm. we hear you, we are for life, which means we're looking at this, the yes. end of this thing. And it's exciting yeah. the fact that you have someone in that, in that position of authority that's openly declaring life is winning again. And it's just yeah. like, this is, this is a moment to recognize the hand right. of God and he, God is answering our prayers. Yeah. It's huge. Yeah. And, and, and if you're still thinking, you know, horizontally and not vertically, horizontally, you'll think, well, how's that going to work? But when God hears us say, we value life, God forgive us for the murder, for the innocent yes. bloodshed, just like Josiah. It looks like a Josiah moment, yes. don't it? When Josiah, there was bloodshed all over the place from the, from Manasseh's tribe and all of that in Israel, and God was going to bring judgment down and destroy Israel. And then King Josiah uh, was having the temple worked on, and they found the Word of God. They brought mm -hmm. it out, and they read it to him for the first time, and he realized, you can't kill children. You can't, you can't uh, sacrifice children to Moloch, yeah. because all this innocent bloodshed that was going on. And so he repented, and he stopped it, just like our president's wanting to stop it. Yeah. And God delayed judgment over a nation. God heard our cry. This is important. Yes. I mean, we owe it to, to our leaders to say, hey, you helped, helped prevent judgment mm -hmm. taking place. Listen, we're going to show you Vice President Mike Pence speaking on behalf of the president and himself and saying, we are with you pro-life. We are for ending this, this, yes. this taking of this innocent children's life. This is a very exciting moment. Yes, this is a very are. exciting Welcome moment. Back. Well, it is very exciting. And sometimes you got to go back and look. I wish we had a little clip. Do we have the clip of the presidential debate of the, its president, um, Trump and Hillary Clinton? Mm -hmm. And it's a clip showing, as he's talking about late-term abortion, 
it's a little, I think we have that, that video. And this is them talking about it and it's showing you exactly. Now the baby you're gonna see is not, it's not what you think it is. This is actually a baby that was born and the baby's still in the amniotic sac. It's a beautiful thing. And so the baby's laying on top of the mother's uh, womb or stomach. Or stomach. And so the baby's alive moving around. This is not what you think it is. This is actually, this is a beautiful sight. You can see the baby in the amniotic sac laying on uh, her, her mother's uh, belly of course, the mother's covered up, mm-hmm. and but at the same time, you're going to hear what uh, pr- uh, Donald Trump at that time wasn't president, and what Hillary Clinton were saying about abortion at the same time, because he was talking about up to the last moment, mm-hmm. the day before the baby's born, he said, "You're for that," and she reportedly is for that. As a matter of fact, take a look at this video now. what Hillary is saying in the ninth month you can take the baby and rip the baby out of the womb of the mother just prior to the birth of the baby now you can say that that's okay and Hillary can say that that's okay but it's not okay with me because based on what she's saying and based on where she's going and where she's been you can take the baby and rip the baby out of the womb in the ninth month on the final day and that's not acceptable. Well, that is not what happens in these cases. And using that kind of uh, scare rhetoric is just terribly unfortunate. You should meet with some of the women that I've met with, women I've known over the course of my life. This is one of the worst possible choices that any woman and her family has to make. And I do not believe the government should be making it. You know, I've had the great honor of traveling across the world on behalf of our country. I've been to countries where governments either forced women to have abortions like they used to do in China or forced women to bear children like they used to do in Romania. And I can tell you the government has no business in the decisions that women make with their families in accordance with their faith, with medical advice, and I will stand up for that right. This is this is so. We have to remember this, and mm-hmm. I, I believe it is in New Mexico. They have it to the last day before the child is born, and to to, to take the life the, ch- the child's life, and that's what Hillary Clinton yeah. was saying. She's for. As a matter of fact, this is this is Richards, the president of Planned Parenthood, mm-hmm. right outside the Democratic National Convention, a breakout party, and look what she said about where they were going to go with abortions. Take a look. This election is about a whole lot of issues.
That's where everything was going. The Hyde Amendment says the federal government can't use tax dollars to be able to help fund abortions. The Mexico City law, which President Trump did away with right away, mm -hmm. where NGO, non-government organizations, were boarding children all over the world. He yeah. ended that as soon as possible. So that's what was taking place. So when you see the March for Life, this is a huge thing. So that's where it was gonna go. But I want to introduce to you the Vice President of the United States of America at the March for Life in 2017, mm. as he's standing up for the opposite of what the uh, president of Planned Parenthood was saying, the opposite of what Hillary Clinton was saying. As a matter of fact, take a look. This is a 40 years now, 40 years, over 44, 43 years since 1973. They've been marching saying, you know, dear God, mm. end abortion. Well, look what's come about. Take a look. Thank you, Karen, and Charlotte, and thank all of you. On behalf of President Donald Trump, my wife Karen, our daughter Charlotte, I'd like to welcome you all to Washington, D.C. for the 44th Annual March for Life. It's a good day, and it's the best day I've ever seen for the March of Life in more ways than one. I'm deeply humbled to stand before you today, deeply humbled to be the first Vice President of the United States to ever have the privilege to attend this historic gathering. More than 240 years ago, our founders wrote words that have echoed through the ages. They declared these truths to be self-evident, that we are, all of us, endowed by our Creator with certain unalienable rights, and that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. 44 years ago, our Supreme Court turned away from the first of these timeless ideals. But today, three generations hence, because of all of you and the many thousands who stand with us in marches like this all across the nation, life is winning again in America. That is evident in the election of pro-life majorities in the Congress of the United States of America. But it is no more evident in any way than in the historic election of a president who stands for a stronger America, a more prosperous America, and a president who I proudly say stands for the right to life, President Donald Trump.
President Trump actually asked me to be here with you today. He asked me to thank you for your support, for your stand for life, and for your compassion for the women and children of America. One week ago today, on the steps of the Capitol, we saw the inauguration of the 45th President of the United States. And I can tell you firsthand, our President is a man with broad shoulders and a big heart. His vision, his energy, his optimism are boundless, and I know he will make America great again. From his first day in office, he's been keeping his promises to the American people. I like to say over there at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue, we're in the promise-keeping business. That's why on Monday, President Trump reinstated the Mexico City policy to prevent foreign aid from funding organizations that promote or perform abortions worldwide. That's why this administration will work with the Congress to end taxpayer funding of abortion and abortion providers. And we will devote those resources to health care services for women across America. And that's why next week, President Donald Trump will announce a Supreme Court nominee who will uphold the God-given liberties enshrined in our Constitution in the tradition of the late and great Justice Antonin Scalia. You know, life is winning in America. And today is a celebration of that progress, the progress that we've made in this cause. You know, I've long believed that a society can be judged by how we care for our most vulnerable, the aged, the infirm, the disabled, and the unborn. We've come to a historic moment in the cause of life, and we must meet this moment with respect and compassion for every American. Life is winning in America for many reasons. Life is winning through the steady advance of science that illuminates when life begins more and more every day. Life is winning through the generosity of millions of adoptive families who open their hearts and homes to children in need. Life is winning through the compassion of caregivers and volunteers at crisis pregnancy centers and faith-based organizations who minister to women in the cities and towns across this country. And life is winning through the quiet councils between mothers and daughters, grandmothers and granddaughters, between friends across kitchen tables and over coffee at college campuses. The truth is being told 
Compassion is overcoming convenience, and hope is defeating despair. In a word, life is winning in America because of all of you. So I urge you to press on. But as it is written, let your gentleness be evident to all. Let this movement be known for love, not anger. Let this movement be known for compassion, not confrontation. When it comes to matters of the heart, there is nothing stronger than gentleness. I believe we will continue to win the hearts and minds of the rising generation if our hearts first break for young mothers and their unborn children, and if we, each of us, do all we can to meet them where they are with generosity, not judgment. To heal our land and restore a culture of lice, we must continue to be a movement that embraces all, cares for all, and shows respect for the dignity and worth of every person. Enshrined on the walls of the Jefferson Memorial are the words of our third president, who admonished us so long ago to remember that God who gave us life, gave us liberty. On behalf of the President of the United States and my little family, we thank you for your stand for life. We thank you for your compassion. We thank you for your love for the women and children of America. And be assured, be assured, along with you, we will not grow weary. We will not rest until we restore a culture of life in America for ourselves and our posterity. Thank you, and God bless you, and God bless the United States of America. What a huge contrast between where we, where we could have gone yeah. November the 8th, and we've gone this way. And if you understand, if you study, you know, uh, I think we even have a, a um, radio program that we did called, you know, We Are Josiah, mm -hmm. and that we have to respond. Because one of the questions we had, are we Jeremiah, Josiah, or Daniel? Jeremiah basically is letting you know, okay, well, you're still going to go into bondage, and you're going to be oppressed but this is why you're gonna be oppressed. Yeah. Josiah is someone who repents and honors God and lives a life. God said there wasn't a greater king, and what he did was he just did what God said and, yeah. uh, and repented. And then there's Daniel, which is basically, you know, grab a broom, start, start sweeping, you know, right. because you're gonna un be under this, this dictator, but God's gonna use you in the context of that. But it looks like this is a Josiah generation. That was a prophetic word. And it's important to yeah. recognize that because then you're seeing, okay, hey, 
God shows that this is wrong, but now we have to live out and make the changes. We have that to God's, end it. Yeah, we have to end it. Yeah, and and we can empathize with the person you know uh, who who is in that particular situation by ministering and being mm-hmm. there for that particular person and understand you know what causes children that that that's not, obviously mm-hmm. they're not teaching that anymore, and people are thinking that pregnancy is is something that you can have or just do away with. And then women spend most of their life after doing that suffering great depression, yeah. looking at other children. Five years later, they see a five-year-old boy or girl, and they go, "That's that's my and the enemy I'll just beats you up." That, yeah. And you know, God will heal you and forgive you, and and I want to encourage you to turn that way. But we have to end it. We just have to end abortion. And we believe that that God's heard our prayers. We're the people who've marched for over 43 years. I mean, look at the president yes. and the vice president speaking on behalf of the president, saying, you know, this is life. Mm-hmm. They stand for life. This is so exciting. What an exciting journey yes. that we've been on. You know, we've been over the years talking about what God was saying and mm-hmm. what we have to do and having to stand up in, you know, huge darkness and say that, you know, abortion is going to have to end for yeah. us to have a revival, a third great awakening. We're not going to have innocent bloodshed yeah. all over the land without us repenting for it. And God is beginning to just the groundwork, when the president and the vice president stand up, you saw the two candidates that were running against each mm-hmm. other, and one was for ending that child's life, you know, a forced birth. You know, it's like, we're talking mm-hmm. about, and it's like, she's talking about aborting children. As a matter of fact, some of the reports are, and I'm not, I, don't, I can't verify this right now, but the, the Clinton organization, which was called the Clinton Foundation, I believe, that uh, Clinton Initiative, Clinton Foundation, that they were part of the NGOs that was funding Wow. You know the the aborting of children across the world. The, if this is also what I always say, if solving your problems means ending my life, let's look for another solution. <laughs> I don't like that idea. That's and if the children could speak, if, the, if they could speak, they would say, and they are. A lot of children mm-hmm. survived it. Are saying, listen, find some other solution because why should my life end so that your life could be better? I mean, that's just a standard standard. And for some reason, we never or, or or those who are against life never consider the fact that their parents were pro life. Yes. Think about that. It's just like we got to connect yeah. that reality and just right. saying all life is valuable. All life matters. Even your life matters. Yes. And so this is so important. And some of the reports are, we're going to close out here, is that uh, science is going to get so detailed that the, the life of the child is going to be proven at mm-hmm. the beginning stages where they can see it and nobody's going to be able to deny it. And I want to encourage you right now, just like today when you think about history, when people actually own people, in America as slaves. Today we look at that and think, how in the world could that ever happen? But during that day, people owned slaves. Everybody didn't, mm-hmm. but everybody allowed it to happen. And it wasn't until uh, President Lincoln came in and began to deal with it and shift things around in the Emancipation Proclamation that they say, this is evil, we need to abolish slavery. And all of a sudden everybody now could see how evil it was. Same thing's gonna happen with abortion. So I encourage you to get on the right side of the decision which would be the decision for life. Mm-hmm. I want to pray right now. Father God, we love you. We thank you, Lord, uh, for our uh, pro-life marchers that have marched for yes. over 43 years, the March for Life. We thank you, Father God, for our president and vice president who unashamedly stand up for life, all life, Lord God, and that they're, they want to end the Hyde Amendment. I mean, they want to uh, keep the Hyde Amendment, that they won't want any government money funding any end of any life, that they ended the Mexico City act, quit funding people who were aborting children around the world. Lord, hear our cry. See our leaders, God. We ask you, God, end abortion, send revival, send a third great awakening, we pray. In Jesus' name, God bless.
You've just been listening to the highlights from VFN TV and the Data Radio program, where we're keeping the conversation light. Listen or watch more programs and check out the VFN Torch at VFNTV.com. Don't forget about our VFN TV app, where no matter where you are, you can take the light with you and share with your friends. We want to thank our sponsors and partners who make this program possible. Take the time and support our sponsors. You can locate them at VFNTV.com and select sponsors. If you'd like to become a sponsor or a partner, you can do so at VFNTV.com. VFNTV and the Daily Radio Program, where we're keeping the conversation light.